Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. So, amigas, have you ever had a reading, an astrological reading? I've had, and... Um, I had an amazing reading with this beautiful soul, and her name is Yasmin Adibi, and uh, she's the, the founder and CEO of The Shadow and Light. And so I just finished this beautiful conversation with her, and I am so excited that you get to hear everything about her. She's an astrologer, an artist, and a witch. She's based in her hometown of Los Angeles, California. Yasmin is a first-generation Iranian-Mexican whose family has used art and divination as a form of resistance for generations. From listening to her father's Islamic incantations that empowered a revolution to studying herbalism with her grandmother to support mental health of low-income Latinos during the war on drugs. Yasmin grew up in a world where spirit creates reality. The intersection of spiritual and political liberation has always been synonymous to her. Currently, she continues the legacy of her ancestors via practicing astrology, sound, tarot, movement, and witchcraft from a lens of activation and liberation. Oh my goodness, you're gonna you're in for a beautiful treat. Uh, she's an amazing woman and um, very young, and you'll you'll hear uh, me uh, saying something, and you'll you'll figure that out that she's a very young woman, but she's got a tremendous gift, and I am excited to have her here. And uh, without further ado, this is Yasmin Adibi. Hello, 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 amigas, amigas. Welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit. Now, here's a thing. I am obsessed with this woman. And um, I'm sure you're going to be obsessed with her because she's got some healing. She's got premonitions. She's got intuition. She's got this vibe that I'm all about it. <laughs> 
So who am I talking about? I'm talking about Yasmin Avibi, and she's the CEO and founder of Shadow and Light. And you're all going to be like, what is that all about? She's an astrologer. She's an artist. She's a witch. And she's based in LA here in California. And she's first generation Iranian Mexican. So there's a lot of stuff going on over there. And I'm so excited to have her here because she did a reading for me and it was prolific on point. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this woman um, is landed here on my, 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 um, my podcast. She's got a lot to say and she's just beautiful, a beautiful soul. And uh, for any amigas out there, I'm going to dispel a myth. This kind of work is not negative or anything like that. It's not because there's a lot of Latinas out there who think that, you know, because of they're very religious, they think that what you're doing might be wrong or bad or whatnot, but it's not that, you know, some people here on, on this planet are given such beautiful gifts. And I think we all have gifts that we can really dive deep, but we are scared to do that. But I have a beautiful soul here. Yasmin is incredible. I am so glad she's here. Welcome, welcome, Yasmin. Thank you so much for the loving welcome. That just felt like such a hug from my heart. And it's literally an honor to be here to share with you and just to share with your people and dispel these myths and get us back into this place of self-acceptance and empowering ourselves and remembering like that we come from this. This is in our blood. And um, just thank you for creating this platform too, that we can all begin to learn from one another. Yes, I'm excited. And as you were saying this, Yasmin, I got the chills. And I know when I get the chills, that's like a sign. It's a sign of how beautiful this vibration is and how this communication is going to transform many women out there, um, dispel the myths, the, the, um, this, the, this, this notion that we don't have the power, but we do, we have that incredible power. We can be in tune with our divine and our intuition. And you are here to tell us how we get to do that. So before we get knee deep in that, I really want to find out more about your familiar background, because I know amigas out there, you're going to be like, what? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so I born and raised in LA. I'm Iranian, Mexican, uh, Native American, and um, I have basically been raised in like uh, as a witch my whole entire life, basically, because my family has just normalized uh, spirituality, quote unquote, um, but also very religious because I grew up in like a Muslim Christian Catholic household. The cool thing, though, is that my parents never forced me to choose any religion or tradition. They just kind of let me do my thing. And so I would go to like church with my grandpa at 6 a.m. to Catholic mass because I love the rituals. I would go with like my mom to church because I liked the singing and like the gospel that like just the movement, the dance. And then like I would kick it with my grandma who was like the bruja with all, all her herbs and like every single full moon, we were out with the full moon creating our intentions and washing our energy and like on the roof, just stargazing. So, uh, oh, and then my other grandma was Muslim. So like just praying five times a day and just really being inspired by the poetry of the Quran and the magic of it as well. So uh, my house was just always very much like 
eclectic, spiritual, energetic, beautiful. Um, and they knew when I was a very, very young, young child that I had one of the gifts that some of my elders had. So my grandma, my Mexican grandma, she really like kind of took me underneath her wing. And so I was with her almost 24 seven. And she told my mom when I was a baby that I was always talking to angels and I just never stopped talking to them. Um, so I would, it was just really normalized. Like I would just see energy. I would see auras. I would talk to spirits and my grandma just let me do my thing. And it was really, really normal. Uh, and I eventually became like this love witch and I don't even know how it happened, but I guess it was just through observation. I'm such an observationist. I'm really quiet. I'm an introvert. I'm usually always to myself, um, but I just observe people. And so my family loves love. And we're just a family of like strong women. So the women would always bring their lovers and their suitors to the house. And basically I would just sit and I would observe like the suitors and I would just read their energy and I would look at their colors of their auras and I would just feel the vibes. And then when they would leave, the suitor would leave, like my mom would ask me or my tias or my cousins would ask me, like, so what do you think of them? Da, 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 da. And like 10 out of 10, I was always right. My read was always right. I'd be like, I like them, but they feel like they're lying or they feel like they're hiding something. I like them, but there's an energy attached to them. Or I would say these things. And eventually um, people just started to trust me because I was right 10 out of 10. And then they would try to convince me, no, that's not true. Da, 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 they're really good. And I was like, okay. And then they would come back a couple months later like, oh my God, yes, you were totally right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Oh my God. That's like, I mean, I'm telling you, when you're discussing and telling us about how you were talking as a little girl to these angels and your grandmother having this acceptance and recognition that you have this gift, as you were saying that I got chills all over my legs and I thought, you know what, this is the reason why you're here with me, because as you were saying these things, I remember as a little girl feeling like tons of energy like tons and to the point that I would cry and I would be like am I like the only one and at that time as a little girl I was thinking or oh, maybe this is God's calling for me to be a nun <laughs> you know because I'm also Catholic so I thought that maybe this was my calling like maybe because he's giving me all this enlightenment in prayer I thought well this might be my calling but as you know I Obviously, I did not become a nun. <laughs> and so I've always been so intrigued because as growing up, I mean, obviously, my my grandmother was very, very religious, you know, Catholic, and she would pray the rosary every day. And I remember being with her and praying and loving that. So loving that, but not so much in the way of like, very rigid. It was just like in a loving, divine, feminine way. And so I feel that what you have is a gift and that needs to be shared, especially today, especially today. Oh my God. So let's get talking to this. Um, you know, you were saying that you um, were a little bit of a love witch. <laughs> for your Tia's suitors. So let's talk about just the notion of the title witch, mm -hmm. you know, because it has such bad 
connotations behind it. But let's let's break it down. Why don't you tell us what that really means and how you use that energy to really help your clients? Uh, oh, such a beautiful question. Um, so 100%, which Bruja, it has such a negative connotation because I feel as though colonization, right, and patriarchy has really tried to um, diffuse the power of the feminine. And that essentially is what a bruja does, is taps into her feminine to transmute energy and to change her reality based upon her own vibration, her herbs, her connection with the earth. And so it is a really empowering experience to take all of your power and to create your reality. And so throughout, like, if you want to get astrological, the past 2,500 years, the age of Pisces and some of the age of Aries, um, the feminine has really been repressed and pushed into this place of fear. Be afraid of yourself. You don't have, like, the power. You always need permission from someone else to be amazing or to be seen, right? We're always outsourcing our power, whereas... For me, a bruja is someone who takes their power back and takes accountability for their choices and takes control over their path. And also for me, and this is my definition, a bruja, um, a witch is in connection with spirit, their higher power and becomes almost like a channel for them, right? And so you were talking about how you felt as though you were really anointed and you felt a lot of angelic energy. And that's because your channel's open, right? Like you're receiving the divine power that you connect with. And so for me, ultimately, I'm just the messenger. I'm just the channel. Yes, I'm powerful. I know that. But ultimately, the power that's sourcing through me is divine love and is my divine higher power and consciousness. And so as long as I can remove myself from the ego or from my trauma or from my pain and continue to really move and be a channel and a messenger of this love, divine love, to me, that's the real path of the witch. I do not practice manipulation of like other people or other people's will because I really believe in divine will mm -hmm. which is also where I feel like uh this fear around witchcraft comes from is like there are a lot of people that will use this power for bad and will use this power to harm others right so I totally get it but also there is a big group of us that don't do that. We actually really honor divine will because I know I don't want anyone to encroach on my freedom. I don't want someone to take my consent away. So especially as a feminine energy, consent is so powerful to me that I always want to give consent and permission to the other person, which is why whenever I started reading with someone, I'm always like, okay, is now still a good time for your reading? You know, like giving me that permission to tap in with them. Um, and I, I literally, like I could make someone, my crush obsessed with me and fall in love with me and do all these things, but I also know the power. <laughs> <laughs> and the consequence that, that that comes with that is when you try to control someone else's will. And so I'm very opposed to that type of energy as well. But those are my ethics, my principles. And how I help my clients as like a love witch, as a sexologist, as just an alchemist, I would say, is I just return people back to themselves and remind them their powers and start to teach them the skills and the tool sets. Um, and like light the flame in them so that way they start to become really empowered to take control over their life and their gifts um and also to really normalize like normalize how even religion in itself has a lot of rituals and a lot of similarities to magic 
which is why like for me catholicism is one of my favorites because of the rituals like i i would wake up if i'm not a morning person i would wake up when i was a little girl and in my teenage years with my grandpa every morning at five in the morning to get to church for six because i love the ritual of the catholic church like there's just so much magic behind it like eating like we're giving offerings right like eating the body of christ drinking the blood of christ like there's so much to that we're connecting with like a higher source through the elements we're embodying their energy right um reading from holy scriptures like the book of psalms is a spell book if you actually read it yeah <laughs> oh my god totally oh my god yeah i get it <laughs> like there's so much and to me magic is feminine it's feminine power because mm -hmm. it's the non-logical it's the illogical it's the transcendental right and so once we start to really peel back the layers of religion you start to see it is very magical um it is very mystical it is in this place of spirituality that doesn't make sense but we've made it make sense because throughout years of like tradition and just education this is what we do and this is why we do it. But no one really asks questions a lot. And then when we do, it's just kind of like, well, that's because we do that. Like that's part of our culture and tradition. So for me, um, being a witch, being a bruja has been really empowering because it's helped me like be subversive with that energy and to reclaim my femininity mm -hmm. and to reclaim my connection to the divine in my own way and my spirituality. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, yes. Well said. I love it. <laughs> Definitely. It's a, it's a connection to the divine feminine for sure. I've always believed that, um, you know, you know, all these different energies, you got your magician, you got your warrior, you got your, fem your queen, your masculine. And I, and I'm like, I'm so obsessed with it because, you know, words carry energy and a vibration, right? And your spirit carries energy and a vibration and I keep in my in the courses that I lead I always say that like be mindful of your words be mindful of who you are hanging out with and don't let anyone pierce your vibration you know because it's so precious it's so precious and I I love the words that you use which is consent you know a consent to get into my vibe, mm -hmm. consent, permission to be here with me. Mm -hmm. I love that because I think oftentimes, especially right now, there's so much being taken away, so much of your free will be, being taken away in, in so many ways. And I know that um, according to what I've, I've been reading about you, um, you, you met, you have mentioned in, um, in your modalities is that because of your connection as a, you know, Mexicana, Americana, and then also Iranian, that there's this, um, th these traditions that you grew up with, with in terms of spirituality and politics. Mm -hmm. So I want to know a little bit more, how do you, how do you marry that and how do you handle it? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh my God, you are brilliant. I love it. Um, so, okay, that specifically is because on both sides of my family, my father 
was in the 1979 revolution in Iran. And he's an incredible, like, kind of a local hero in Shiraz um, because he basically led the insurgency then. And it was like for the people. And so um, he always tells me about like, we always need to stand up for the people and we always need to fight for them. And that's always just been something that I've been raised and I've always been getting ready for revolution because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like really radicalized me at a young age to always question any, everything, um, to really tap into what is in the best good of the collective. He's an Aquarius, by the way. So, <gasps> me too. <laughs> like how can you use your gifts for the collective mm-hmm. um and so he always was just like getting me ready and always putting that into my mind but some things that he always told me too was we do this because we will always meet our creator our superpower whatever it is at the end of the day and you want to go with a clear conscience and you want to go knowing that you used your powers for your best good um but i always remember this thing that he said when basically they were fighting uh like in the insurgency, he said that his people that he was leading, they were less than the military. However, they got together and it was just through the heart and they would say, Allahu Akbar, which is like, God is the strongest, God is the most powerful type of energy. And he said they would continue to chant and chant and chant and chant it. And basically they won that, that fight. And so like the military had to receive And so he would always just tell me the power of words, like you're saying, right? And he would always just tell me the power of um, repetition because similar to the rosary in Islam, we do the same thing, but like, we'll say like the 99 names of God or the 99 names of Allah, right? And so um, spirituality and politics have always just seemed really natural to me because I feel as though with politics, it is this balancing in the 3D realm, in the physical realm, to begin to bring in the spiritual, you know, and to really start to see um, in magic, it's like as above, so below, as within, so without. And so if we're really moving in a God conscious place, then our 3D needs to also mirror that reality. If the 3D is mirroring something else, that means that the spirit of the collective and the people is fractured. And so basically, uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. I, I so feel it. Oh my God. Okay, continue. <laughs> And so, um, so that has always been my, my, my understanding. And also I remember when I was younger, I somehow got the Lauren Hill, Miseducation of Lauren Hill album when I was probably like eight or nine. And, um, that radicalized me as well, basically just this ability to change the consciousness of people through music but also through politics because you're educating people about like where they're at in life and the political system and how it's rigged and the economic system and all these things. So that way they can empower themselves to change it. Um, and it's like the spiritual warfare energy, right? Again, if the 3D is one way, then we also have to understand that on a spiritual plane, it is like that and then 10 times more. And so Lauren Hill, my father, also my grandmother, um, radicalized me to understand that in order to walk the spiritual path you also have to be involved not only politically but socially and you also have to make sure that your message is empowering people to wake up and to elevate themselves so they can elevate other people around them 
Oh my God. I love it. OMG. Uh, there's so much I need to unpack here. Um, for those amigas out there, I mean, we are talking about spirituality and, and what I've come to learn that there's like this 5D reality and that we here presently, we're living in this 3D reality and, and we are here to awaken people because it's um, where we're heading is, is it is a battle. It's a, it's a warfare, if you will. And I'd love to get your take on this because as we are trying to get, you know, consciousness here in the 3D realm, how do you see this being played out? You know, given what's been going on with this whole COVID thing and the mandates and the, and the restrictions and all these things and not accepting people because, you know, they, they want to exercise their free will, but yet we are not allowed to exercise our free will. Okay. So two things. Think of the 20s, like the 2020s as the roaring 20s, but also think of it uh, in a sense where there's going to be a lot of insurgency and resistance and changes. Um, and the government will try to continue to repress this. And I'm just going by this astrologically and psychically, the downloads that I've been getting. So it's like, okay, we know this then, the 2020s are going to be like that, specifically until 2026, 2028. So if we know this, start to manage your energy. Think of it like a marathon, it's not a sprint. And so when the government will continue to try to repress our free will or, or try to inject fear into our vibration, like you said, um, just begin to imagine this is a marathon, not a sprint, not to get impacted and affected by everything that they're doing, but instead to almost like inoculate yourself with your vision of the future and what that looks like for the collective and to continue to embody that highest vibration. Because if we move in that way, then all the things that they try to do and say will not affect us. And instead we'll continue to move and act um, how we envision this future to be, right? Um, now, another thing is, is that um, fear will literally <sighs> kill your immune system will defeat your will and will confuse you from your path. And so it's so important with social media, with the news, with all of these things that are coming out, um, these are fear tactics to get people out of their power, 100%. And um, to also not get them out of their power, but to divide and conquer. That's just a rinse and repeat tactic politically that's been happening again and again and again. That's how they defeat like the Aztec Mayan empire, that's how they've done it to any like people is like divide and conquer. So it's so important, regardless if we have different opinions on things, if we see the future in like where everyone is healthy and everyone has divine will and divine power, that's where we connect. Mm -hmm. Because this like right and wrong thing, this left and right, this bad and good, all of that is separating us away from one another. And when we're separate and isolated, we're weak but when we're connected and when we begin to see each other's strengths and how we can begin to integrate and mobilize and activate each other we're stronger in numbers and that is how we defeat like the darkness that is how we um also like i consider myself a conservationist which which basically i use all energy good and bad like when people throw me shade but also when people throw me love i don't get attached to where it's coming from i neutralize it through light and I bring it all into me and I use it to my own will. 
And so I also look at people like that. We can have difference of opinions. We don't have to see everything eye to eye. That's totally fine. But I want to see like, what is your life? Because obviously your divinity to me, trying to communicate something to me. And I also know that we can support one another. And so again, it's that God consciousness. It's that love consciousness that then increases everyone's reality. But for me personally, it's, we're so separate. I want everyone to get more connected and really see each other for um, our gifts, our power and our beauty. And so that way we can create the culture and the communities that we know are safe for each other um, and that are empowering. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And you're so young. When you were talking <laughs> about uh, Lauren Hill and you were eight years old. I'm like, oh my God, Lord Jesus, I was in college. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love this. I love all what you're saying now. Okay. So putting this, you know, you're so special. You have this divine gift. How are you using this with your clients? Cause I know you have different modalities. So if you could explain a little bit about that would be beautiful. Totally. Um, so what I do with my clients is some clients come to me for like natal chart readings for astrology. And I, anyone that's listening, if you don't know your natal chart, please go look up your natal chart. You can find it online for free. Look at your sun, moon, rising. Um, or if you want to come to an astrologer, we can go deep into it and you're going to learn it. And so basically your natal chart to me is your cheat code to this life because it literally is giving you a guide about what your talents are, what your karma is, the type of lovers you attract, how to boss up in business. Like it just teaches you so much. So some people come to me for that, basically like an interpretation of their stars. Other people come to me for predictions because they're like, okay, I want to launch this business. When's a good day to do it, right? Astrologically, all astrology is to me is timing and patterns. I look at time and I look at the patterns of the planets. How has that influenced people for thousands of years? okay, this will be a good time to launch this. Or someone's like, when's love coming? I'll look at your start and be like, okay, this year, maybe you just need to focus in on your body and your health. Next year, be great for love, boom, right? Um, so I do that type of prediction. I do um, compatibility. So when people are like starting to date or they wanna marry, they'll come to me and they'll be like, okay, we need to see how do our charts blend with one another? What's our communication styles? What are our gifts? Um, but ultimately at the end of, every reading what I'm doing is I'm literally just returning people back to themselves and reminding them of what they came here to do you know I kind of see myself as like I'm a spirit that just takes off people's like veils or like takes off their glasses from their face and be like okay remember remember why you came here remember what you came here to do okay let's go and so it's like I activate people to get back on their horse and just start to sprint and ride um and a lot of my clients then become my students who then become teachers or then who just like boss up in their own world because they feel a lot more confident because when you know that you're being so divinely protected and supported and you're in alignment with the stars and you're in alignment with your energy it's this otherworldly sense of confidence for me personally um because i know before i started studying astrology, I would wonder, because I'm a Gemini sun, like, why the hell do I lose my shit 
sometimes like and it's a couple <laughs> times a year you know like a couple times I'm gonna lose my key I'm gonna lose it for like what is going on and then when I got to college and I started studying astrology seriously and I learned about mercury retrogrades I'm like oh I'm a Gemini mercury rules Gemini's that's why three to four times a year when mercury is retrograde I lose my shit because my ruling planet is going super funky so then once I learned that, then I became a lot more mindful during Mercury retrogrades. I'm like, okay, anytime I leave, keys, phone, wallet, and then we go. And then I, then I no longer started to lose my shit all the time, right? <laughs> so for me and for my clients, I find that once they start to use astrology, they become very, very empowered by it because it's like, oh, it's a timing technique. It's a pattern technique. You're learning yourself on a deeper level. Um, and it's a hack. You know, uh, I also told one of my other clients who was a Capricorn, I said, millionaires don't use astrology, but billionaires do. Oh, um. <laughs> you hear it, amigas? So if you want to be a billionaire, you've got to be, you know, into astrology and you got to contact Yasmin. <laughs> totally, 100%, 100%. And I think that was, if I remember, that was JP Morgan who said that too. Um, because it's true. If you look at politics, if you look at like Beyonce, for example, I don't know what astrologer she's using, but they're fire. Because whenever she drops something, there's an incredible transit. Um, and whenever like politics, whenever they're doing anything, it's on a transit. So we have been using astrology for so long. People in power know that we've been using it for so long. And so my clients, when they begin to use it, they're like, oh my God, yes, this is why it's secret. This is why it's taboo. This is why magic is underneath things because once people find out about this tower it opens up a whole entire different world um and once we also learn i feel like i'm gonna go into another another like stream of consciousness but once we also learn our history we learn that our people have been trusting and learning the stars the aztecs the mayans had their own astrological calendar right yeah they really knew the power of timing as well, the way that they would like work with the eclipses specifically. Um, when I was in Mexico, my favorite place that I've ever been was to um, Balenque and I went to the pyramids there. And like, I went to where they created these pyramids for the eclipses and they would do their magic rituals. Oh my gosh, the energy in that place was mm. just brilliant, brilliant. And I can only imagine when it was like in their time yeah. and how in like, synchronicity they were with the stars the earth and themselves and that's why they were so intelligent and so developed and so brilliant was because knowledge wasn't seen as taboo knowledge was seen as power right and so um i teach my clients that a lot that knowledge is power your your ability to know the stars your intuition i also teach my clients a lot about um, their intuition, shadow work, divine feminine, divine masculine, um, like the dark feminine. Uh, I teach them about rituals and um, manifestation and healing, all of it, um, because it's a holistic practice. Once you get into one thing, in probably two years, you're going to be into everything because it's just so much. It's so much fun. It's so much fun because once you start to see your your timing, your creations come to life. You're like, oh my God, that's right. I, it's me, it's my vibration. And so I really put that into all my students and all my clients. Like, it's not me, it's you. So continue to do you and continue to do your magic. And like, it's just a matter of time before you get whatever your heart desires, literally all the time. 
literally. Oh my God. When you did the reading for me, I was like, huh? What? Really? <laughs> and, and, um, I mean, it's, it's like so timely, like, you know, just your, the, the dates and, and where I'm going to go. And I'm like, it's not, it's not so much that I'm catching the date. It's like, it's just, I'm like going without even thinking about it. It's mm -hmm. crazy. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I love this stuff. <laughs> right? Because it's like, it's telling you you're so intuitive and aligned, right? You're like, yeah. oh, I was unconsciously doing this because your spirit knows it feels it. And so then once you start to see it through astrology and it's like showing you these things, it's like, oh damn, now I consciously get to do these things. Now I get to like really physically align with the moon or with like the sun or Jupiter, whatever it is, whatever you call, you're being called to, right? So it's, again, for me, it's an empowering tool. It's an energy of enlightenment for people as well. Um, so it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, like <laughs> A lot of yeah. enlightenment, uh, a lot. So I know we've been here. I mean, God, I cannot, shit. I, I don't want to stop talking <laughs> with you. Um, but I know, you know, your time is so valuable. But, you know, before I let you go, I always ask my amigas who are here on the podcast if they could give us like one or two tips on how she can handle her shit. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you've got a lot of tips. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um so number one is similar to what you tell your clients, which is only speak to yourself and others to heal, to prosper, um, and to love, literally, like, like only. Those things that come out of your mouth should just be to empower people and to love upon them and to heal them. And also when you speak to yourself, same thing, because our words, our, our sentences, our thoughts, our spells, and like... We have the power every single moment to change the spells that we put on ourselves and others. So your words are very, very powerful. Use them wisely. Um, another tip would be uh, to know that you have gifts. Like your intuition is so powerful and it's unique. And every single person has a very unique um, collection of gifts and abilities. So do not fear them, lean into them, learn them, defend them, um, because they're your superpower. And I believe, I'm a firm believer, everyone has them. Um, so when we don't fear ourselves, I feel as though that's when the universe really starts to become incredibly abundant for us in every single way. That's like, oh my gosh, yes, you're loving yourself. Let me love upon you. Um, yeah, so those will be my two tips to like get your shit together, get our shit together. <laughs> yeah, yes, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, words. I mean, so powerful. I mean, I say that as as not only you know just as a spiritual person, but um, as an attorney, like mm -hmm. be mindful of your words because they carry not only a vibration but they can land you in jail or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're very powerful. So I keep telling I I. I tell amigas, I'm like, be mindful of what you say, whether it's in written or in oral, because, you know, the universe is listening and reading, <laughs> I say, and it's, it's not only, not only in the spiritual sense, but also in the 3D sense, you know, mm -hmm. mind your P, what is a mind your P's and your 
and dot your eyes or something like that. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I always mess up those sayings, but you know, <laughs> you know, tu sabes, tu sabes. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you got to be mindful of it. And um, I love that if we could just spread love, you know, using our words, you know, and, and realizing that we're all a community, you know, we're all trying to do our best and let's just be mindful of how we try to do our best, like using our spirituality and our intuition, which is our highest power. Yes. Yes. So Yasmin, how can people find you? Um, so uh, my website, theshadowandlight.com, um, that will directly take you either to readings or I also teach um, on Patreon. So you can go to my Patreon. And I also do uh, monthly predictions and horoscopes for all the signs, just like you said. Uh, we also do tarot on there as well. And then I'm also on Instagram uh, and TikTok, Yazajun um, on TikTok, Yazamadis on Instagram. Uh, Yazajun? Uh-huh, June. Yeah, I am a ham on TikTok, so forgive me. But I just have fun on TikTok. Nice. <laughs> we have fun. We have fun on there. Um, and yeah, that those are the places that I'm most active on right yeah, now. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say that I haven't asked you? Um, no, I, I feel like you were such an amazing host and you just like guided the questions and yeah. you just held so much space. So thank you. I want to say first, thank you so much for having me here and mm -hmm. for just creating this community because I feel them and just pouring so much love and devotion into your craft. It's beautiful to just be a part of your process. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. So much. Oh my God. We're going to have to get you back <laughs> on, on here on Amiga Hand Your Shit podcast. Thank you so much for everything, for being you and, and sharing your spirituality with us and dispelling these, these uh, myths about mm -hmm. which, and, and um, you know, cause we all have gifts and you just, you knew how to tap into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. We, my all, we all do. We all do. And I'm, I'm just, again, so grateful that you're opening up the portal and opening up the space for people to tap into themselves. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the same, my love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.